Welcome to the Spirituality for Normal People podcast. Of course, there aren't really any normal people, but every person has a spirituality, whether plumbers or politicians, firefighters or farmers, entrepreneurs or entertainers. I'm Matthew Bruff, pastor and author, bringing you tips, guidance, and practical advice for how to live out and keep the life in your relationship with God. You can find show notes, books, and more at spiritualityfornormalpeople.com. Welcome to episode 18 of the Spirituality for Normal People podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Today I have an interview with Jan Martin. And Jan is a children's author and has previously served as a youth leader uh, and also a director of family ministry at a couple of different churches. And she's got a really interesting story of kind of falling into the calling of writing after not being able to find a children's story for a Christmas Eve service. And so she felt God was asking her to write one. She did. And several months later, it was in print. Um, and so we talk a little bit about that. Um, and But when we get partway through the interview, we kind of shift and kind of stumble into our main theme for the interview, which which was kind of interesting. Um the main theme that emerged in this whole conversation was really, how do you hear God speaking? And we didn't really focus on that at the beginning, even though Jan's story is really about um, hearing God, asking her to do something different than what she'd normally done. And she followed what God, what she believed God was telling her. And so we have some great conversation near the end of this interview, uh, maybe about halfway through, about uh, what it means and how do you hear what God might be trying to tell you. Um, So yeah, it's a really interesting interview. Um, I want to give you a bit of an update. Uh, Mainly, actually, I just wanted to share that I had a bit of fun this week doing my preparation for my sermon. Uh, I'd been listening to uh, an audio, it's kind of like an audio course. It's not an audio book because it's not, it was never in book form. Um, but it's called Something to Say, and it's by Rob Bell, and it's kind of his take on communication and how to be a better communicator. Um, so I'd listened to all of that, and then I started trying to implement some of the things that he talked about. Um, and he's a phenomenal communicator, you know, whether you uh, like him or not, uh, he's just fantastic at communication. Um, so it was really great to listen to that audio uh, course if you're interested. Uh, you can go and search for that. Um, And so I had some fun kind of implementing some of those ideas. I was tasked, well, I was gave myself the task of speaking on stewardship as part of a series I was doing on some spiritual practices um, and talking about giving as a practice. Um, And people don't always love the stewardship sermon, um, the sermon that's about giving. Um, And so I decided to kind of just have some fun with it. And I put something on Instagram about it. And I think maybe something on Facebook as well. And uh, even started my my sermon this way, just kind of saying it's about giving, but here's the outline of the sermon. And, uh, and I'll give it to you here as well. And if it sparks your interest, you can go in and you can watch it if you really want more of my voice. I don't know that you do. But if you do, you can go and find it on um, on Facebook. I'll tell you where to find it in a minute. But here was the here's the outline for my sermon. Here's what the sermon is about. So I said, today, I'm going to talk about the realm of Gondor, the Levitical allotment, Acts chapter four, Warren Buffett, Bill and Miranda Gates and Mark Zuckerberg, a rose, air miles, and a story about a TV and a dishwasher. That's what the sermon was about. 
and I touched on all of those things. Um, so it was a, it was a lot of fun. I, I think uh, I enjoyed it anyway. So hopefully some of the people in the congregation enjoyed it. And I know a couple of people did watch uh, on Facebook Live. We usually put out uh, my sermons out on Facebook Live. Um, and so, yeah, you can find that if you go and just search for, I'm the pastor at Prairie Presbyterian Church in Winnipeg. So if you search for Prairie Presbyterian Church on Facebook, you'll find it. But I'll also just provide a link on the show notes for today. So if you, spiritualityfornormalpeople.com slash Jan, if you head there, J-A-N-N, uh, you'll find at the bottom, the, there's a link down there in the le- links and resources that goes to the Prairie Facebook page, and then a direct link just to the video of the sermon this past Sunday. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, so if you're if you're intrigued at all and want to know what all that's about, you can go and you can check it out. Uh I'm going to be on some holidays for the next little bit. So if you are going to go and look for sermons, you're not going to find them for the next few weeks anyway, till sort of the end of August, um, if you're listening to these kind of in real time. Uh, but I, my hope is to keep the podcast going. So I'm uh, trying to do some, got some uh, interviews pre-recorded. And so the intros might be a little bit shorter, which maybe you're happy about, because maybe you skip past the intros all the time. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the intros will be maybe be a bit shorter. We'll see. Um, but yeah, my hope is we're going to still have uh, regular interviews coming out every Tuesday. So these come out every Tuesday. So if you subscribe, I mean, the best way to get podcasts is actually to subscribe either through iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, and you can find the links for those actually on the podcast website, but uh, you might already have been a subscriber. The other thing while I'm talking about iTunes especially is it really helps out if you're able to leave a review on iTunes. So stop listening right now, go to your computer, search for the podcast on iTunes on your computer. That's the easiest way that I know of to leave reviews for podcasts. And then you can give it a star rating and type in a few words and right now there's very few reviews on both the Canadian and the U.S. Uh, iTunes store. So I would really appreciate it if you're able to leave a review. That really helps me out. Uh, for the last couple of weeks as well, I've mentioned that you can support the podcast financially on Patreon. Uh, and I've got some people who are doing that already. And I'm so thankful for uh, those folks who've um, uh, given to, to help the podcast keep going. And, uh, I'm on my way to actually paying for the, uh, the hosting. It actually costs money to even just to, to host podcast files on the web. Uh, there's some other costs as well, and I'm trying to save up to get a microphone. So I'm not using a borrowed older microphone. Um, so yeah, that, that would be, that'd be great. Um, so yeah, you can find that as well on the show notes page, or you just go to uh, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Matthew Bruff. Um, so M-A-T-T-H-E-W-B-R-O-U-G-H. Uh, that's basically how you get there. Probably easier just to go to the website, scroll right to the bottom, and there's a support this podcast link uh, that you can head uh, straight to it. So I think that's lots for the intro today. I hope you enjoy this interview uh, with Jan Martin. Thanks for listening. Today, I'm welcoming Jan Martin to the podcast. Welcome, Jan. It's great to have you on today. Thank you. It's fun to be here. Yeah, Jan is a children's author. It's kind of the main thing that you do now. Um, But uh, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about yourself rather than me trying to uh, fumble with the introduction. (laughs) I'm a wife, almost 46 years, 
we have we have two daughters and two great son-in-laws and four really fun grandkids, a grandson and three granddaughters. Yeah. They keep me busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, but pr- and prior to being an author, you did you did what? I'm an associate in ministry. Um, I went through online seminary classes through Trinity Lutheran Seminary. Right. And you've worked in a couple of different churches for a while, I think. Yes. My first church um, was Prince of Peace. I was the youth director and oversaw the evangelism ministries. And my second church, I was the director of family ministry and oversaw all of the education of the church. Very good. Yeah. Um, And then uh, you ended up um, kind of getting into uh, writing children's books is is what you write. Um, And what led you to start doing that? And was that kind of after you'd finished at the churches or or are you still working in a church context too or no? No, I'm not at a church. We moved from Michigan where I had served and God turned my path to writing. Hmm. Uh, I think it was my second year at uh, the church and pastor told me I had the sermon on Christmas Eve for the family service. And I had told him originally, I thought the kids would pay better attention if I read them a story because they weren't used to sitting through sermons. And he's, well, I could try and it went well. And the third year I couldn't find a book to read to the kids. And I'm sitting in my office going through all these sites and I said, right now what? And I hear this voice is you're writing it this year. And I go, uh, no, (laughs) I don't know how to do that. And he said, yes. And I said, okay, but I need help. And I started typing and the story started taking flight, you know, coming together and, uh, the family, the families really liked it that year and wanted um, to know what book it was. They wanted to be able to pick it up. And I said, I could go in my office and print it if you want. I wrote it this time. And they said, no, you need to get it published. Hmm. And it was published the next year. It's called This Babe So Small. It's the nativity told through the eyes of the innkeeper's daughter. Pony. So God must have really wanted things to go. I met my publisher in February and by September I had my books and by the end of the year almost sold 2000. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like that's pretty, that's, that's really fast. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It just went nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really incredible. Um, And so it it kind of seems like that. I I know I, I read on your website, I think sort of that you felt a call to, uh, to write. And that's sort of the starting place was that, uh, um, was this moment around this particular book in a particular community, which is, which is really interesting to me. Um, and, uh, what their response was like, I think that's kind of a neat story. Um, I don't know if I I have any question there. (laughs) I, that wasn't anything I had ever even dreamt of. You know, it was the furthest thing from my mind to do. And, at 56, I thought, you know, this is a little late to start a new career, and evidently it wasn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's 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 pretty cool um, to just have that kind of come in that moment. I mean, it's kind of interesting, too, because 
there are lots of, I mean, there's lots of resources out there, right? Like there's lots of, um, there are lots of stories that you think you'd be able to find something, but for whatever reason, that particular time in that year, you couldn't, um, you know, it's, it's sort of like, uh, um, it reminds me of certain, I, if there's a passage in Acts where uh, Paul and his companions are traveling and they're blocked from going to certain parts. They're blocked from going to Asia and we don't really know why. Mm. And then they have a, Paul has a vision and he's called over to go to Macedonia. And when they get there, that's they arrive in Philippi. And then we kind of know the, well, we might know the story of the Philippian church becomes kind of a shining light in Paul's ministry. And uh, I don't know, it kind of, your story reminds me of that a little bit where God seems to kind of block something but yeah. then open something else up that is mm-hmm. not necessarily what you would have imagined or what you would have thought of on your own. So it's yeah. interesting because it's not necess- doesn't sound like this was necessarily your lifelong desire to be yeah. an author. And, um, um, but it was just something that God opened up by kind of stopping you from finding what you needed at one point, but then challenging it in you in another way. Yeah. Well, in this way, it's through the voice of a child, so the kids could understand it better. They felt more part of the story. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, so that's what led you to start writing children's books. What, um, I mean, that particular one, and then did that just, did you just have a sense that that was then something that you needed to continue doing, that you needed to keep writing? Not at first, because it was an independent publisher and it cost me $10,000 and I didn't have that kind of money to keep going. Right. And we moved to Florida and talking to a cashier ended up finding out about word weavers Mm. and started going there. And I was trying to write something. It just wasn't really coming together. And I talked with people and they suggested that I write for older children instead of a picture book. Mm. And that that was easier to get picked up because it's not as expensive to print as the picture books are. And so for a couple of years, I was working on that guide. They were guiding me along and then my series Bible characters through the ages came to mind again, Mm. he's directing and it's two kids build a time travel machine out of a refrigerator box (laughs) and they're going back to meet all the different Bible characters. That's cool. So, and it's their adventures meeting the the characters and learning about that time period. Um, Like snuck in a few, you know, teaching lessons in it. Um, They, they called the time travel machine Yahweh's Express. <laughs> and the little girl doesn't know what Yahweh means, so the brother explains right. that. So the kids are learning that Yahweh is another name that they can call God. Right, right. So He explains it. That's really good because, you know, we, uh, the Bible barely explains what Yahweh means. So, right. <laughs> so that's awesome. <laughs> um, it's, it's supposed to be mysterious. So that's good. That's a theme in your book. Um, can I, can I go back as well? Cause we kind of just got on the book track and we're both, we're both authors and both um, like I write some, I write nonfiction, which people on this podcast will know about. And I've talked a bit about the fiction, mm-hmm. but I write, but I write for kids too. Um, older than right. the kids you're talking about. So yours are kind of early chapter book. Um, right. This, the, the Bible through the ages, early chapter book, minor middle grade. Um, mm-hmm. So for kind of grade four and up. 
um, is what I write for. So we could just we could just talk about that. But this podcast is not really about writing. Um, it's about spiritual practices. Um, so I kind of want to go back to the time that you were um, working in youth and in family ministries. Um, and just to ask you what you saw people uh, struggling with in, in the work that you were doing there. What were they struggling with in their spiritual lives? Some of them were questioning their faith with illness. Mm. Uh, family was um, facing some really tough times and it was, they were struggling because they said, how could God do this to us? And then they're, as time went on, they accepted and God just turned things around so so much for these people. The one man ended up um, paralyzed from the waist down and in a wheelchair, but they got their faith back together. They prayed, and what he does now is just amazing. He still goes hunting and all kinds of stuff. I see on Facebook he's at different sports games and stuff, so it was a scary time that shook them at first, but then they were able to get back on track. Wow. Um, wow. And one time with my youth group, it was a scary time for the kids, but um, one of the boys was running and went, went to go out the door of the church. And instead of hitting the metal frame, he put his arm through the glass window mm. and cut his arm really badly. So, the kids all panicked. We had one of the adults take keep stay with him. I took the rest of the kids into the church, and we all kneeled around the altar. And we, um, they settled down, and then they started praying. And he turned out just fine. And so that was a good experience for them to, as soon as something happens, you need to pray when you know something's going on to, to pray. And whatever this, however it turns out, you know, God's still with you, even if you have to struggle through life like the man did, that, you know, there's, Mm. he's still there for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think, like, I think in that first story, especially, there's kind of the, that's a pretty common thing that I see as well, that people are, Mm. people struggle with that question of, the question around suffering, right? Right. Um, And not every story, um, not every story has the happy ending either, right? No. So, and I think that makes it even even harder. Um, or looking at the rest of the world as well, and just kind of realizing like how much suffering there is in the world, and, and sort of asking that question, the questioning of faith. Um, I think it's something that people really do grapple with, and maybe mm-hmm. I think sometimes people don't necessarily they don't always necessarily realize that like Christians, church people, people who are following Jesus, if they they are struggling with those same issues, right? Like that. Sure. sure. Um, and I think I've talked to people outside the church who um, they, their perception is that like church people maybe have this bl- these blinders on, like, <laughs> like how can you have this blind faith? And like, that doesn't make any sense. And I think they're maybe not, they don't always realize that that church people are, are actually really struggling with that. And and are questioning that they're just landing on the side of, on the side of trust mm-hmm. um, rather than on the side of despair or of giving up or just saying, well, forget it. Then I'm, I'm, I'm going to forget God. 
Um, so I think like your story is a good one because there is, it reminds us that people, um, people of faith, they're still going to question their faith. They're still going to go through those doubts, but they're, mm-hmm. but the hope is, is that they are able to continue to land on the side of trusting in God and maybe see something new or new opportunity. Right. right. Yeah. So I think that's pretty, that's pretty common to see, uh, to see that as a particular struggle. And I also like that you kind of named real things. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> because I, I think sometimes we think like the spiritual struggle is always about sort of internal, um, mm. yeah. like, uh, you know, I, I'm having trouble praying or whatever, like the, those things happen. That's, that's true. And this podcast mm. is about that a lot. Um, but a reminder that often our spiritual struggles actually are about the real life situations that we're in and, uh, and a questioning of, of what is God up to and where is God in all of it. I think that's, that's a good reminder. Yeah. And I know personally a struggle was I was 26 years old and pregnant with our first daughter and my mother died of cancer. Oh, wow. And that was, it was like, the day she died, I finally got to the point where it's, okay, God, take her from her living hell. It's not worth having her here to hold my baby. Yeah. And it was hard. It was real hard to go through. It's like, I knew he was there, but I didn't like his answer. Right. I, I wanted her to be healthy, not go to heaven to be healthy. Yeah, yeah. So, and that, I, different people go through that differently. And I've talked with some and sat with some as their loved one was dying. And it's, it, it's different for everybody, but yeah, I don't it, under, understand how people that don't have faith can get through that. Mm-hmm. Just thinking that's the end, nothing else. And, and our hope is, and our what we see is we're going to be reunited someday. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I I think one of the challenges, one of the hard things and where I've walked with people who are grieving or, um, or people who are, uh, you know, have someone who's at the end of their life, um, you know, years later, these are the kinds of things where you actually don't ever get answers. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I think sometimes we like the story of, um, you know, a person like the story you told, you know, someone who is paralyzed from the waist down and regained his faith and is able to, and, and, and now has kind of this new perspective on life and is, and is doing all kinds of things. That's a, that's a powerful story, but often like we, we have to wait until, you know, either Jesus returns or we're in heaven or, um, or the, the resurrection of, of, of everyone. We've got to wait till then. Like it's a future hope that we've got to wait for um, before we kind of get those, those answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really, really difficult. Um, so like the particular situation of, of your mom passing away while you're pregnant, you're not, you're not going to have an answer for that in your lifetime. You know, no. you're not going to, uh, that why questioning it's, and that's like a, a nature of being human, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I really think that's a challenge. Like I, I sometimes hear stories about um, uh, trying to give simple answers, I think, to, to actually really difficult questions that we might have about God or about spirituality. And it always kind of makes me cringe a little bit when we get sort of these more simplistic answers of, 
uh, of faith. So I think it's important to share those stories where we've struggled or where there's been pain and, and we don't necessarily have the answer other than to say, well, I know that God is with me in it and, um, and to trust in God in some, in some form. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Um, I appreciate sure. that. Um, I kind of want to shift a little bit because I, I like to ask folks about this, about their own personal spiritual practices and, and sort of what they do and maybe how that's changed as well, because I know you've gone from um, sort of life in serving in congregations in ministry to now focusing much more on, uh, on writing as your, as your main vocation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe, maybe that's, maybe you've experienced changes in your spiritual practice or maybe not. I don't know. So what, what do you, what do you do? What does your own spiritual practice look like and, or how do you stay connected to, to God in your life? That's really maybe the question. Yeah. Uh, start my morning with daily guidepost. Hmm. And after I read the story, I either use the Bible verse and give my thoughts or if something's going on in my life that I want to pray about, I'll, it's kind of like my journal too. Right. Okay. Tell me more about a daily guidepost. What, what is that? Um, have you heard of the guidepost magazine and Dr. Peel? Nope. <laughs> no. This is why I'm, read it. <laughs> this is the real reason I'm doing this podcast is because I'm trying to just learn from people. <laughs> that, and even if I had heard, it's better for you to, to tell, uh, to tell the listeners as well. What, uh, yeah. Um, Guidepost is a monthly magazine that my mom used to get all the time. Okay. And then when we got married, she started my subscription and I've kept it going ever since. Okay. It's, stories of people that um, sometimes they've gone through a real struggle and how they made it through. Um, They use um, Kristen Chenoweth is on the cover of this month. She's a famous singer and actress. I actually know who that is. Good. (laughs) (laughs) And it's surprising how many people in theater movies on TV have been on been in the magazine, but it's their life stories and struggles. Sometimes it's a really cool thing that's happened, a ministry that they've started and they share how it's gone. Several years ago, they started daily guidepost, Mm -hmm. which is like a, a daily devotional. And then, so I read that and then. And is that online or is that? uh... It's a book. Okay. But I, I know they have a lot more online now as well. I just so, uh, don't I'll use put a it. Link. I'll put a link in the show notes to that so that people can find it. If they need okay. It. Yeah. yeah. That's um, sorry. I'm sorry to jump in like that. No, I just want to clarify fine. what that was. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then um, my husband and I read a chapter of the Bible a day in the morning together with our breakfast. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes we talk about the chapter, sometimes we don't. It just kind of depends on whether the story hit us or not. Right. And prayer time pretty much goes on the whole time I'm awake. It just, um, I, one, one experience I had with prayer, um, I had three different routes I could take coming home from church. And I had this strong feeling not to go the way I had planned, but to turn a different way. And I found out on the news that night that there had been a horrible accident at the intersection I would have gone through. Mm. And if I 
could have been in it if I had gone that way or at least stopped. You know, so right. I was like, okay, I'll listen to you. <laughs> uh, he's guided me to talk to people in stores in different things. And it's just been amazing the way, you know, if you listen to what he, he's trying to ask you to do, you know, um, I have seen how other lives have changed because I gave his message to somebody else. The woman was working at Target, ended up, um, I gave her some suggestions to get help, and she got that and ended up getting a much better job and have insurance for her ill son. So her life really improved because of the connections I knew of to pass on to her. And you were just prompted to go and talk to her like you you didn't know you didn't know her it was just just she was just a cashier at target and she looked like she was struggling and god said wait let the other guy cash out and go she needs to talk and so i did and we then we met for coffee and i was able to give her some other th- additional information and helped her out so can can you say more about like when you say you hear god say something or tell you to do something like that like what is what is that because i think there's people who maybe that's just so far from their experience that they, they don't necessarily sense that communication from God. Well, it doesn't ha- happen all the time. Right. But... right. <laughs> that's probably important to say. Like, yeah. No. Um, well, like when I write, I'll pray and ask for guidance. Um, what do you want me to say here? How do you want me to explain something to the children mm-hmm. or, um, somebody's a little girl was sick and I got a call. She wanted me to, the mom wanted me to come over and bless her daughter that she couldn't get a hold of the pastor. And I said, Well, I don't have holy oil at the house. I said, Whatever you have is fine. And I, I'm praying all the way to the hospital. They had no idea what was wrong with this little girl. She's only about five years old. And um, she, I got, I prayed all the way, God, what do I need to say to her? Guide me, you know. And when I, I was at the end of the visit and I was ready to, I put the oil on her head and pray. It was like, it was like I stepped aside and let his words come out. It was, mm-hmm. I don't know where, you know, I, I can only explain it was him saying this prayer over this little girl and it was just before Christmas and I was closing out the 11 o'clock service with the prayers and this family walked in and she the little girl was with them and the mom said after you prayed she started to turn around and they never did figure out what it was and it was just okay thank you Lord for using me to be your physical hands to lay on her and pray over her. Mm. It's just, so it's just sometimes he'll give me words and I don't understand why I just said something. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of cool and kind of scary at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So do you think that you just have kind of like, is it, is it a posture of openness that you make that you have? Do you think that, that helps or I mean is it the starting prayer of like you you have intention like when you're writing in particular you are intentionally asking for God's guidance is that right is that really 
part of it. Like, I think God can just speak unilaterally without us doing anything. Um, but, uh, well, I think God's speaking all the time, but I also think right. that, um, that we don't are, we're not always open or we're not always listening. Um, no, I um, think because I'm older now and I'm not working in a nine to five job anymore that, you know, I always prayed. I've always felt close to him, but it's just like, it happens more often now because I have more downtime. Okay. So, I mean, I, my parents took me to church every, every Sunday. It was just, there wasn't a question about it. You were going to church in Sunday school every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of grew up doing that. And as I got older, um, I learned more in my faith grew and there's been a, like some retreats that have been those mountaintops where it's, Oh, okay. Now I get that or something, you know? So there's, there's been ups and downs through the years, just like everybody. And I think because of things I've gone through, I have learned to trust more and try to be more open to what he wants me to do. Yeah. And then it seems like you're also, um, like in, in a couple of the stories you're telling, you're, you're listening, but then you're also actually acting on what you believe God is telling you. So, cause I think there's two components. Like there's, um, I think there's trust in God and then there's obedience. Like I think we can, um, I think sometimes people might sense oh, I should talk to that person or that person looks like they're in distress and they have this feeling like, oh, I think God wants me to talk, but then they don't necessarily go and do it. And I know I've been in that situation where mm-hmm. I've, I've ignored what I think God's been <laughs> asking me to do. Um, and some of the times when I have done what, what I believe God's asked me to do, like you, um, that, that ends up, there ends up being something really positive that comes out of that. And sometimes I don't see the, any results or anything, any results right. or any long-term effect or anything like that. You know, I would right. say the majority of times you don't. No, you don't. But, um, but yeah. No, and I, I've I, ignored them too. Yeah. 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 It's like, um, no. <laughs> but it's, I, I think like, I don't know if the issue for, for some is just not hearing or just not opening themselves up to that possibility that that feeling that they have within them is in fact, the Holy spirit trying to ask them to take a step, um, especially in reaching out to others or serving right. other people. I don't know if that's the block or if the block, like not hearing is the block or if the block is, well, you are sensing you are hearing, but you're just not, you're just not taking the step to, to help. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think both of those components are in there. Right. And they just may not understand, you know, where it's coming from and not sure how to act. Yeah, that's true as well. I think like, I think we've got, you've got to have a bit of, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like the more I'm, the more of scripture I read and the more times I'm intentionally going and praying, uh, that, that seems to make me more like, I don't know if it's more open or if it's just, now I have a greater vocabulary for understanding what God may be doing. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it just opens, it it doesn't, it just opens my, my eyes to, Oh, this may actually be God doing this because, you know, I read passages in the book of acts where, which I'm mentioning again, I'm 
doing a little series on acts <laughs> or <laughs> preaching on acts this Sunday. Um, but, uh, the, uh, the Holy Spirit is always, you know, asking people to do things in Acts, and then they go and they do it. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of the the story that's that's told of the the early Christians. Um, so I, I think as I read that, I think, well, if the Holy Spirit was telling them what to do, then probably the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us what to do as well. Um, so we should probably try to uh, listen to what the Holy Spirit says and go and do it. Um, so I, I, anyway, I wasn't expecting to talk about this with you, but it's, I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, you mentioned kind of ups and downs of life as well. And, um, what do you do and how do you, uh, how do you get out of, of sort of a rut or if you're in a downtime or if it's a spiritual rut that you might be in, what, what brings you out of that? Making sure I go to church. Mm. That always helps. Um, when we first moved to Florida, we were staying with our daughter and there wasn't a church nearby and they weren't going. So we just kind of didn't and didn't expect it to take as long as it did to find a house to get settled and start looking for a church. Hmm. And the first Sunday we did go to church, there was communion. And after communion, I went back and sat in my seat and cried. I didn't realize how much I missed the being in the community of church yeah. on Sunday morning. And so that was kind of a rough time. We went through some struggles with finances when the girls were young and it was it's like, all right, God, where are you? Help us, you know? And I, it took a while. And then one night we were just sitting down to dinner and there was a knock on the door and the pastor was there and he said, somebody wants you to have a nice Christmas and handed me an envelope. And I opened it up on the way back to the table and there was $500 in it. And I started crying and Jim, what's wrong? And I just handed him the envelope and it was just like, thank you, Lord. You moved somebody to help us. And um, I didn't use it all on Christmas. I used it to help us get through the other stuff, but it was like a true gift. Right. And um, he's done things like that to me. Uh, another, right in that time, I needed something from the store and it was close enough to walk. And I just, I was upset and didn't think I should drive. So I walked over and then on the way home, I found a wallet and there was $20 and one penny in it. And I asked, you know, I called the police and everything because there was no ID or anything. And they said, well, if you don't hear anything, if, or if we don't hear anything within a week, it's yours. So nobody called. And I went to the store. I had a little money in the checkbook and picked up the things we needed. And I said, all right, Lord, if this was from you, somehow let me know. The change that I owed him, the at the time was one penny and it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> I know that was, you know. so it was just little things like that. If you're open to him, things will turn out for the better eventually, mm. <clears throat> or yeah. he'll get you through the struggle. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I really liked what you said about going to church too, because I think, I mean, I tell people all this all the time, but I'm a pastor. So I don't know if people really listen to me when I say it. Um, is that I try to tell people that when you're going through the, through a difficult time, I, and I know, I, I know a lot of people when they're going through a difficult time, sometimes that drives them to church because they want to be around people. But there's a whole group of people that it drives them away because they really right. don't want to face anyone. And, and I kind of feel like when you feel like you don't want to go to church, that's probably the time you really need to go the most. Right. right. Um, and that's, and even if it is to like sneak in, like come in a minute late and sneak out a minute early. Right. If, if you just are not able to have a conversation about what you're struggling with and you, and you're not okay with going to coffee time and saying, I'm fine. <laughs> right. Um, and trying to pretend which we should never really do anyway. Um, but if, if you need to do that, like I found that I know people who've done that and, and they force themselves to go. And then I hear back from them that God surprised them that day. Yeah. And something that was said, whether it was even in a song or in mm-hmm. one of the prayers or, you know, sometimes by a miracle, the sermon um, <laughs> then, uh, uh, you know, God said something to them that they needed to hear and they needed sure. to leave the house and get there to hear it and hear from God that day. Um, and we, we never know, but I think we've got to put ourselves in that situation and put ourselves when the church gathers for me. Yeah. God is present everywhere, but when the church gathers, there's something different that's going on there where, where there's an experience of the presence of God mm-hmm. that, that can happen in any place in the liturgy and um you know for you that day it was it was communion right Mm -hmm. Right. and um so i I don't know i just want to encourage people if they're listening to this and they're they're through having a tough time that going to church actually it's not a magic fix-all solution but actually going and if you're feeling like i really don't feel like i can go um pushing yourself to do it might be the very thing you need to do well, I think at times like that, I'm not sure how you feel, but that's the devil trying to keep you away yeah. from what you need the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the devil attacks Christians all the time because he wants to get them on his side. So he's always trying to get you to, to turn from doing something for someone or, you know. Right, it's, right. And, and I think the hard thing is, is an, and um you know, whether people listening believe that there's the, a, a person of the devil or not. Um, I, like, I strongly believe that there is evil in the world mm-hmm. um, and there are evil forces at work. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the idea of not going to church, like you can do one time and then it might be another time. And the longer you go, the harder it then becomes to step back and, yeah. and go back again. Um and it's, it's similar with reading scripture as well. Like it's, um, or prayer, you know, skipping it and the, the longer you go, it can be more difficult to restart. Um, but that might just be a human thing because it's like, it's kind of like that with exercise and things like that too, isn't it? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so exercise, dieting, prayer, going to church, you know, it's, yeah. it's sort of those having habits. We've got healthy habits and they'll have unhealthy habits that we'll get into. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, like the, 
going to church, I think is, like I said, people don't always respond to that because as a pastor, it kind of seems self-serving like, in a way. Like, tell <laughs> yeah. my congregation members, well, you should probably come to church. Like it's hard to, hard to, hard to convince them that I, I am really look, I'm trying to look out for their well-being, right. um, but because it kind of comes off as, uh, you know, I'm just trying to get more people in my in my building on Sunday morning. Um, but that's not really the case. I, I will tell people as well. I'm like, you don't like, I'm not talking about mine. Like if you're, if, if it's easier for you to go somewhere else, or even sure. if they've been members of my church and they're not finding our congregation, what they're hoping for, or it's not helpful for them or something's mm-hmm. happened that, that they can't stay there for some reason. Don't just leave church altogether. No, You know, there might be somewhere else that, that you can go or somewhere where, Maybe you don't know anybody because you just need to go there and experience God without having to explain some kind of personal situation that, that you might be in. Um, I mean, think church at best, we can share those things. Um, but the reality is we, that's not always possible, right. Um, for everyone. So I would hope that people can find close enough community in their church to be able to share what they're really struggling with. Um, but at the same time, sometimes people just need to go somewhere and worship. So anyway, there, there's a whole other podcast on that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working out my own opinions on all of that stuff. So, um, that, that this has been great, Jen. I think, uh, I think we should probably wrap up, but I've really appreciated talking to you oh, and, uh, and your willingness to come on the podcast today. Uh, I would encourage people to check out uh, Jan's books. And uh, Jan, where's the best place people can find you online? Um, my website is jan, J-A-N-N, wmartin.com. And if you type my name into Amazon, all, six, all seven of my books will be on Amazon. Right on. And uh, so especially for people who are looking for good uh, books for kids. And, uh, and it sounds like you've, in each of the ones that you've done, you've got kind of this interesting angle of telling it through, uh, through the, char- the characters are kids themselves. Yes. Right? And so I think that's kind of an interesting thing because I haven't seen a ton of books that do that. That are that are faith based books that are really connecting directly to the biblical story, but are doing it in sort of this imaginative way, like a time machine with kids building their own time machine kind of thing. Sounds sounds kind of fun and cool to me. So, um, so I'd encourage people to go and check those out for sure. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Jen, for being on. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. I hope you found today's episode helpful. Don't forget to check out the show notes at spiritualityfornormalpeople.com. There you can sign up to get the free short guide called Six Tips to Get Consistent in Connecting with God. And when you do that, you'll also get the latest updates and news from the blog, plus book announcements and anything else I may be working on. So head over to spiritualityfornormalpeople.com and sign up. Thanks for listening today and take care.